Hey guys, this is the Walking Well Podcast. I'm your host, Jalon Martz. If you're a regular listener, thank you so much for tuning in. You know how much I appreciate your listenership. If you're new, welcome. Let me give you a little background. So the Walking Well Podcast was created to be a space where women could come together and share their bought wisdom as they walk through life with Jesus. What are the things that God has given them that we can gain and glean from? What are the things that... um you know, I've seen, I've heard, I've scraped my knee and I'm able to give you my perspective so that you can skip that, you know, like this is what the walking well is about. And so we're really, I mean, we're here to become the women that God always intended for us to be. And I don't mean to leave my guys out because I know some guys listen, um, but it's a space for that, for us to exchange the wisdom of God. It's kind of like a little microcosm of the body, you know, like somebody's a hand, somebody's a foot, somebody's a nose. I guess nobody's a nose if Jesus is the head, but We all have different functions as part of the body and we need each other. And so it's just meant to be this collective of women that share or guys that share perspectives so that we can grow and be more fully who we're supposed to be. Right. And so um, season three has been really interesting. It has been a space where we get to the heart of who we are. where We're really trying to face ourselves um, and and stare down some of the challenges in walking this faith life out. And so we've talked about perfectionism, self-righteousness, renewing our minds, surviving assault from the enemy, what it looks like um, to walk with God and walk in step with, with the Lord. And we really spent a lot of time last week, not a lot of time, it was a 25 minute segment. Y'all saw me staying under 30 minutes? Look at God, he's able. Um, <laughs> but uh, we spent time talking about walking with the Lord and what it takes to be able to successfully like do life with Jesus and what that even means. Like, okay, this Christian life is about relationship. What what does that mean? And if you guys know me, you know, I'm like, I want to give you like to do's like these are the app. This is what you do. Like, I don't want to just give you information. And you're like, what does that look like? How do I even do that? Like, I want you to to listen to an episode and walk away like, all right, let me try that. Let me let me do this in my week, you know? So um, we talked about walking with the Lord and we're going to kind of segue because I think one of the core aspects of being able to walk with Jesus is is trusting him. And so we're going to be spending the next couple of weeks talking about trusting the Lord or barriers to trusting the Lord more specifically. Um, And today's, I think, is one of the most sort of one dimensional challenges or barriers to trusting the Lord. Um, And this episode, if you, you you know already, it's called When You Want Your Own Way. Um, and so I think there's some other sort of layered, more nuanced challenges and barriers, not to say that when you just want your own way, isn't, <laughs> it definitely can still be kind of layered. Um, but we're going to just talk about like, okay, you know, I, I could trust God is calling me to something or maybe calling me away from something. And I just want my, I want to do what I want to do. Right. Um, and so like, if this episode is, as you're listening, it's just not hidden for you and you're like, yeah, I'm not in that. Put it in your back pocket for later because the Lord doesn't waste anything, right? So if something, if the word is coming forth and it, it just doesn't quite hit, it's preemptive, right? It's coming down the pipeline and the Lord is trying to prepare you for that. And so don't disconnect and don't, you know, like, I already know that, like, that'll get you in some mess when you, when the Lord is trying to give you something for a season down the road and you just blow him off and then you'd be scrambling, looking for the, the tools he tried to give you, you and when, when things happen. <laughs> um, so just put it in your back pocket. If it, if you're not in that space right now, if this isn't one of your particular challenges and also there, there are different areas, right? There's levels to this. So like in your finances, you could be gung ho, like, God, I trust you have it all. You're Lord of my life. Um, but when it comes to relationships, you're a little bit like, but I just, I just want to do this, Lord. Can I just, and can you just handle the ramifications, please? You know, like (laughs) we can be that way because we are layered, nuanced and complex beings. So, um, 
you know, thinking, just having your mind kind of set like, okay, what is that thing for me? Like, is it a timeline? Do I want my life to fall out in, in these specific steps? Is it an opportunity? I want to lead. I want to be the head worship person. I want to, you know, be a manager. Um, is it a position that you want to have? Do you want to, you know, like, what it, you know, what is your thing? Is it recognition? Is it a relationship, et cetera? Like we can want our own ways in a lot of different areas. And so just think about what your area might possibly be as we're talking. Um, cause I really believe that God is going to tailor make, I mean, that's, that's every episode God's tailor making what I'm saying to you specifically to speak to your heart. Cause I pray for that, um, before every episode, but, um, you know, as we're talking about barriers, the thing is that we're coming to maturity. That's really what this is about because, um, you know, this, this whole like earthly experience for us is so that we reclaim who we were intended to be, right? Becoming the women that we were intended to be is, is kind of like one of my heartbeats, especially for the podcast. Um, and so if we're on this journey to undo the works of the enemy in our lives and to be more Christ-like, you know, this is about growing up into Christ-likeness, trusting the Lord in deeper levels and all across the borders of our lives and all the different areas and compartments. Like this is about maturity. It's about maturing and growing up. Um, and I think honestly <laughs> with, you know, wanting your own way, it's just, it's just a maturity. It really is. Um, but we'll get into that. I'm not going to like <laughs> get out of order here. So we'll just hop right in. So like, what's the deal? What's the deal with just wanting your own way? Um, and like I said, it's just straight immaturity. Like it's short-sighted, earthly-minded immaturity. Um, you know, you guys have heard me, if you've been listening to the podcast, talk about this dog that we have, his name is Rue. He's my favorite. I've kind of become a dog mom guys. I never thought I'd be that person. Cause I always was like, what's wrong with y'all? Y'all don't birth dogs. Stop it. Um, but he's like a little baby to me and I buy him things and I like use my Amazon gift card to buy him things. And I understand parents just a little bit better now. Um, but you know, we have this dog, he's a puppy and the things that puppies do, which is also something that babies do, um, Rue will just scoop up anything and everything off the floor and put it in his mouth and try to eat it. And um, it's usually trash because it's on the floor, right? We don't put anything valuable on the floor, <laughs> typically, unless it's a coin. Um, but he just picks it up and puts it in his mouth because he thinks it's food, right? Because he can't, can't discern the difference between something meant to be eaten and something not meant to be eaten. Go with me. Go with me. Um and then he has the nerve to lock his jaws when you try to get stuff like, sir, you have a wood chip in your mouth and I'm trying to keep you from dying. Give me the wood chip. And he will lock his jaws so that you can't get it out of his mouth because he's convinced that it's good for him. And with wanting our own way, we are so much like Rue. We sometimes, most times when we want our own way, we can't discern because, I mean, to think that we have the full picture and scope of what's good for us, um, apart from God, apart from what he said in his word and what he's speaking to, to us through his spirit. It's foolish. It's stupid. Like we have a very little, very like not even needle pinhole perspective on some, like on a decision, right? Like we have 50 million decisions to make in a day and praise God, we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Um, but when God is speaking to us specifically and we're just like, you know, God, I just want to do what I want to do. Um, we can't even begin to extrapolate out the consequences of that. Right. So like with Rue, um, he'll eat trash off the floor. Um, and sorry, this is a graphic the next day he's got the runs cause it has torn through his stomach and it has, it's been something that wasn't good for him. And that's us like the root, like he doesn't have the ability to discern. Like we sometimes, oftentimes we want our own way are blinded by just our flesh and just wanting what we want. Lust, um, and lust isn't necessarily just sensual or sexual. Lust is like, <laughs> lust is just this like 
this craving that cannot be checked, that will not be checked, refuses to be checked, right? And won't submit itself um, to God, to the word, whatever. And we get like, we want to lock our jaws and just do what we want to do, despite the fact that it's to our hurt and to our detriment, even when the father is trying to intervene and save us from ourselves. And so, you know, you got to kind of drill down like, all right, what's that about? What is that immaturity about? And sometimes it's because you think God is holding out on you, right? Like you think like, you know, God, um, you just want me to have no fun. You know, I remember when I was younger and my mom would like, she would try to give me some, some correction, some instruction, like, Hey, watch this friend of yours. Cause I don't think they mean you good. Mom, you just, you know, and one of the ways, as I started walking with the Lord, that Jesus would come and jack me up a little bit would be, <laughs> he would say to me, like, when has your mom ever wanted to withhold good from you? You know, when has she ever like tried to keep you from having a good time? And that would really challenge my flesh and be like, yo, she hasn't, <laughs> you know, she doesn't, but it, it was like, okay, so then you can probably trust that she wants good for you, right? Like if she's, if she doesn't have a backlog of trying to hurt you or keep good from you, then maybe in this, she's saying that out of the goodness of her heart towards you. And sometimes our immaturity, our immature perspective is that God is holding out, that there is good beyond and besides God, which the scriptures, with which the scriptures say explicitly there is not, right? Um, and so sometimes it's that we think God is holding out on us. Other times, if we get real honest, we think that thing will satisfy. We think it'll it'll hit a little different than maybe the Lord is able to hit. It'll just that the little bit of craving that like, oh, I just need that validation. Oh, I just want to know that I'm I'm for real good. Like I'm smart, smart if I get into that school, even though the Lord has opened a door at another school for me. I'm going to try to, you know, there's this, uh, this saying, he that tries to carve his, his own way cuts his own hands. Woo, and talk about going against the grace of God. Like that's another thing. When we, when we decide that we want our own way, the other collateral is that we move outside of the grace of God for our lives. And it's exhausting. It's exhausting. It comes with costs and consequences. You know, think about Abraham and Sarah. God had an appointed time and an appointed timeline and an appointed person to bring about the promise, right? Appointed persons to bring about the promise. And they were like, you know what? This falls outside of our timeline. We thought by now, X, Y, and Z, it ain't happened. This is how I think we're going to make this go. And there's then there's Hagar and Hagar has Ishmael. And Ishmael has to be raised. Ishmael is now a whole, a whole like ethnic group of people. And there's still enmity between Israel and, and Ishmael's descendants, which would be those in the Middle East. Like we, we like, did Abraham, could Abraham have even conceived at that time? that he was going, he was part and party to a generations old, like bloody, um, standoff. Like, but that is, that is, I want my way. I want it on my timeline, my way, the way that I think things should go, how they should happen. And that's just, I mean, (laughs) here we are, um, outside of the grace, completely outside of the grace. And not to say like, here's the thing, and this is like kind of where rubber hits the road with someone that's like for real, for real born again and just out here playing games or completely just not trying to like submit and do the thing, do the right thing. Um, like there's, there is still forgiveness for you. Like God is still trying to reroute you to goodness. Even when we decide that we, we want to go our own way and we go our own way, right? Like think of the prodigal homeboy went his own way, but the Lord was still, his father was still waiting on him when he, when he turned himself around and came back home. However, the prodigal did not have his inheritance in Timor. Like that was gone. There are real consequences to just deciding we want to do our own thing. But God is so good that he's still there for us when we mess up our lives and jack stuff up, right? So um, 
Going our own way has consequences. Sometimes we think that thing will satisfy. Sometimes we think God is withholding. Um, And then kind of like we talked about, sometimes we think we know better, we know best, you know, or somebody else knows better and knows best. And I think, I think about um, Eve in the garden when the Satan, when the Satan, when the serpent started just like talking her up and he was like, yeah, God is withholding from you. This thing is actually going to taste amazing and it's going to make you what you want to be, which she already was at that point, which is wild. Um, And, and, and the devil kind of projected himself like somebody who knew what was up. Like, let me, let me tell you, let me run game for you real quick. Let me tell you what God is doing, you know? And he was the one that was lying. And sometimes we listen to like, cause my pastor said today, we, we think we don't take cues from culture, but in so many ways, subliminally, we very much so do. And so we take other people's like, you know, cues like, oh, you know, um, I don't have to be kind to the cashier. You know, the word of God doesn't have to inf- influence and impact my life at that level. You know, like I don't have to check myself when I get upset when I'm driving in the car. (laughs) Like my words don't matter then because it's just me. You know, like we take cues from everything but the word of God sometimes. And we don't think there are consequences for that, that in some ways our soul is not being exercised and that it's not going to matter. Our spirit is our spirit man's not being built up in those in those ways. You know, we're choosing the lower way and we think like there's there's no there's no fallout for that. Um, But there definitely is, even if it just impacts you and the way that you function but then that impacts your witness, right? Your credibility. Anyway, so sometimes the immaturity flows from a place of thinking that God is withholding. Sometimes it flows from a place of thinking that thing, that position, that opportunity, that timeline is actually going to satisfy you and, and give you what you really want. And other times we think we just know better that we can, you know, anticipate and account for the fallout and like, oh, I, I'm I'm willing to deal with that. That's that's cool. That's okay. And you don't even really know what you're signing up for. <laughs> like you have no idea. Um and you, you can't, there's no way for you to calculate it. And so with this really kind of, we drill down like, all right, where is this coming from? But I mean, ultimately it's like, is God Lord or is he not? You know, is he our Lord and savior or is, or is he just like our get out of hell card? You know, like, what is he? Because if he doesn't have the exclusive right to speak and to be obeyed or submitted to without question, like, what are we doing? You know, he's really just our get out of hell free card. If, if we are choosing our own way. And like I said, there are levels, there are layers, there are sections and segments to this where like you are all the way live in one area of your life, another area you still <laughs> submitting, you're in the process. Um, but my pastor said this thing, he's been saying this thing, like, you know, we we often say God is dealing with me on this thing. And it's kind of like this cop out for staying average and staying in our stuff. When in reality, if God has spoken, he, I, you know, I hear you, I hearken and I obey like God, you have the right to just speak to me and me get my life together. You have that right. If you're Lord of my life. Right. Um, and so I think what's really beautiful about like being in the body of Christ, having the word of God, having the Holy spirit living on the inside of us is even when we find we're not where we should be. Like God can change our want to's. The Holy Spirit is on the inside of us, giving us the desire and the ability to do what's pleasing to him. That's Philippians 2, 12 and 13-ish. Um, you have that that like promise, like, okay, I don't want to right now, but God changed my want to so that I want to obey you. I want to be pleasing to you. I want to submit this area to you. Um, and God is so faithful that he'll do it. Like he's so faithful that he'll do it. So how do we fix this? How do we rectify? Um, so the first kind of, adjustment point I think when we are just in a place where it's like raging give me what I want um is to refocus and readjust I love 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 and it's always like really poignant this verse uh, in Psalms 37 
It comes to me in different seasons, but it's especially good when I find that my flesh is just way out of check and is trying to just run things and demand its own way. Um, and so let's look at Psalms 37. Super familiar. That's okay. It's still really good. And it starts with trust. Um, Psalms 37, verse 3, and we'll go 3 and 5. You know me, amplified. So trust, rely on, and have confidence in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed securely on his faithfulness. Which is just so, so, so good. We're going to come back to that faithfulness. Um, verse 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires and petitions of your heart. Um, yeah, okay, so we're going to stop there because it's just so good, so good. Um delight in the refocus like completely refocus um get yourself like all the way back on the game plan and check yourself i think it's really um important in the space like as you just start like okay let me be honest god like my soul wants this timeline my soul wants this to be going this way um i thought you were going to do this for me because i just god i just really wanted that and it didn't happen like, just be really honest, like pour your heart, your heart out to the Lord and be honest. I think worship is super powerful in this, in this way, because, um, worship is like this twofold thing. It's like this purging and this infusing that happens that while you're like literally singing in worship, you can be like confessing and affirming at the same time. Like, God, my heart doesn't really want you. Like, like I want this thing more than I want you. And that is not how I want to be. I want to want you above all else. Like, I want to be on fire for you. I want to want your will above all else. Like, nevertheless, not my will, but yours. Like, that's where I want to be, God. And that's not where I'm at. But Lord, I submit to you. I just lay that at your feet. Um, Worship is a really cool place. And even just praying is a really good opportunity, a really good, really, really good place to make an altar and put your stuff up on it. Um, Put your will up on it, really. And um, there's a song. I can link it in the show notes. I think I've told you guys about Maverick City Music before. If you haven't listened to them, Ugh, heart of worship. It's so, so, so good. That's not the name of any of their songs, but there, I just think there's like a, a, an authentic kind of tone of worship and they are nailing it. <laughs> like they are nailing it. And so they have this song called refiner. That's kind of been playing in my spirit for the past couple of days, even maybe weeks. Um, we're just like, God, I want to burn for you. Like I will put myself up on the altar. You can have whatever you want for me. Cause I, I want to burn for you. And I think that's the posture. It's like, God, you, you above all else. There's another verse that I love. It's in first John and it's first John five. And I want to say, um, verse 21, I discovered it in college, like right as I was leaving, but it was just so potent and it stayed with me. And it says, little children, believers, dear ones, guard yourselves from idols, false teachings, moral compromises, and anything that would take God's place in your heart. Oh man, like such a, Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> like, yes. My heart screams. Yes. When I read that, like, yes, anything that wants to take your place in my heart, take it. Like, I want to keep myself free from that. Like, wash me of that. Burn that away. Take the taste and the desire for that thing above you, like out. Just take it out. Like I, you, your place on my heart needs to stay for you only. Um, and so that's what I mean when I say refocus and readjust. Um, like, just get in the space of like, God, I need to affirm your will. Like you, you is you are what I want. Um, so that's step one. Step two. Um, it's really important, I think, in this in in this kind of process to refer back to your history and backlog with God. Um, you know, you heard me talk about when my mom would give me some instruction that would kind of like buck me a little bit. I I had the Lord would direct me to her backlog. Like, okay, when has she ever withheld good? When has she ever been a party pooper? When has she ever, you know, and because she had been consistently 
who she is, you know, to me. Um, I was able to go, I can, oh, I, I can trust your voice in this, even though it doesn't feel like how I want it to feel, even though you might've said it like in a way that I ain't really appreciate. I can, I can receive that. Cause I know when you said it, you said it for my good. Um, and so you just, you refer in your backlog, like, okay, when is God, when is God withheld good for me? Here's one that I love. Have I ever truly missed out on anything going with his plan? I can think of times, um, like with, uh, like friendships, relationships, like, oh, I really like, I really want, I wish we could be, I just wish we could be friends. And it just wasn't something that the Lord was making happen. Right. And sometimes I was good and like, okay, Jesus, I'm gonna just let you work that out. And if that's for me, it'll be for me. If it's not, you know, keep the door closed. And sometimes I was really good at that. Like, whoo, all right. And later down, I would see like, oh, okay, Lord, I see now why he was trying to keep me from that. Mm. And then there were other times when your girl just did what she wanted to do and then found out for herself firsthand, had a very intimate uh, experience with why the Lord didn't open that up for me. Why it was like costly, damaging, hurtful, hard, unnecessary. Like I got scrapes, scars and bruises from it. And in that, like, now I can refer back and be like, Jalon, when something, when a door hasn't opened, did you ever truly miss out on God? No, I, I didn't, Lord. I've never truly missed out on you. Okay, so when things have been for you, hasn't it been so apparent that you didn't miss it? Yeah, mm-hmm. it has been so apparent that I didn't miss it, that it, it kind of came and found me and sat in my lap, like, here I am for you. Um and so I can trust, Lord, your timeline. I can trust your appointments. Um, there's a, a verse, I think it's Psalm 75. It says, Lord sets up and sets down. And like trusting that whole process, like God, you know, I, I want the honor that comes from you. I don't want to like, and there's another verse in Proverbs. I want to say it's Proverbs like 23, where it talks about like, don't go take the head seat at a, at a feast or at a party. Be invited to that. Don't let your mouth be found like speaking of your own praise and honor, let other people do that for you. Like don't seek your own praise. Don't seek your own elevation. Just be honorable. Do what God is calling you to do. Do it faithfully. Work is unto the Lord and you will receive the honor that comes from God only because the Lord ultimately sets up and sets down. And so you want to do things right by him to get brought into that season, to have that opportunity, to have that position to, you know, and sometimes like God is being generous and gracious to us and not giving us things. And I'm not saying like, God isn't going to give you a baby because you desire a baby. God's going to withhold marriage from you because, you know, you, you know, no, I think about like stepping into mental health, right? Counseling, becoming a therapist. This has been one of the more, more difficult seasons of my life. Right. And I think if I would have hopped into therapy right after I graduated, I don't know that I would have had the spiritual endurance. Like I would have had, I don't, I would not have had what I needed to sustain myself in this place, to be sustained in this place. That's information. That's like self-care practices. That's my own growth and development and confidence. Like I wasn't ready. And so sometimes God, not even sometimes God is always being gracious to us when he doesn't throw us into a season, into a battle, into an, an office, a position, an opportunity, a relationship that we're not ready for. He's being gracious to us because otherwise we, we're going to be torn up and shattered. Like we're not ready. We're simply not ready. Um, sorry. So refer back to your backlog. God has always been good to you. He's always made sure that you get to where you need to be. And he's kept you from things that you, you didn't need to be a part of. And so you can trust him. I love First um, Thessalonians 5.24. It says, God is utterly trustworthy and faithful and he will do it. Oh, it's so, like these verses are so good. So, so good. Like good reminders and backing your soul down, uh, your flesh down, sometimes your soul too. But um, so you can rest and trust that God is, God is faithful. He can be trusted. He's been good to you, right? Like he's been faithful. He's been a good father. He's been a good leader. 
He's been all of those things. You can trust him. Um, the other thing that you really got to do is tell your flesh no, like all caps, no. You got to find ways. So like, I love fasting as a means to settling myself and my flesh down. Like, yo, we, we, we out here crazy in this area. Let's shut down social media and get back focused. Like, it's such a good, like, <laughs> it's such a good, like, I don't know, slap on the wrist to your flesh, I think. Um, sometimes you just got to quiet and you got to like get all the distractions out of the way. Fasting, food fasting is really good because my flesh is like, I need to like wrestle you down like Steve Irwin in an alligator. Like, nah, we're, you're going my way. Okay. You are not even my way. You're going the way that the Lord is calling us to go. That's what we doing. You know, it's like strong arming your flesh. And some, sometimes, most times, especially when you're like dead set on doing what you want to do, you need to get in, like cut your flesh down some, like weaken it up. Like, nah, we're not going that way. We're going the Lord's way. Let's go. I said what I said. Let's go. (laughs) Um, fasting, I think is a really good way. Practicing surrender, find something to give up. Like if money, if, if it's money calling your name and like, like, Hey, when I say jump, you say how high give money away. Like if you've been really nasty in your attitude, go find somebody to serve, go find somebody's kids to watch and don't take a dime. Like do what you need to do to get your flesh to sit all the way down, to take several seats, to take it down all the pegs, like find a way to be disciplined, find a way um, to stretch yourself, to be gracious, to give, like find a way to sow, find a way to be good to somebody, do what you need to do to tell your flesh, like it's not running things. Sorry. Thought you thought you thought. Um, so that's a really good one. Pick up your cross, like die to yourself, find a way to do that practically. Um, when your flesh is just like, I want to do what I want to do. Um, the other thing I think you got to do, and I couldn't find a better way to say this. You want, (laughs) this is going to sound so lame. I'm sorry. You want to like get your flesh, your spirit swole. Like you need to lift, like you need to put the word before your eyes, say it out of your mouth, listen to it. Um, you got to fill yourself up on the word, um, affirm God's goodness, affirm his promises to you, his character, right? Like you need to be looking at that because, um, and like when we talk about it, you know, you insisting on your own way comes from a place of immaturity. You've got to like begin to get familiar with truth. Um, so like, I love Isaiah 58, 11, I'm going to read it to you because I love it so much. (laughs) Um, but it talks about God being, the one that satisfies, but also that he's going to lead us. He's going to guide us continually in in drought and dry places. God is going to guide us. I'm going to read it to you because I don't want to mess it up. It's my favorite. It's one of my favorite verses. I've probably like read it on the podcast because there's only so many scriptures in the word, (laughs) but it's okay. So it says, and the Lord shall guide you continually and satisfy you in drought and in dry places and make strong your bones. And you shall be like a, like a watered garden and like a spring of water, whose waters fail not. There's so many pieces in this verse that are so good. First, God will guide you continually. You can't miss what God has for you. You need to sit down. (laughs) Like you can't miss what God has for you. He's promised to guide you always. So you need to follow him. Okay. Amen. And then he'll satisfy you in drought and dry places. So no matter where you find yourself, God is always your satisfaction. He is always your filling. He is always your feast, regardless of what your external circumstances look like. God is forever your feast. So even when you, even if you got that thing you think you wanted, if God is not your feast, you're hungry, (laughs) you're dissatisfied, you're discontent. Heather Lindsay has said this thing about marriage, that if you never find your way to contentment and singleness, marriage is only going to give you someone else to be discontent with. And girl, y'all, that preached so hard to me. I was like, amen, go ahead and shed all the light. 
But it's like, like, if you're not satisfied in Jesus, nothing else is going to satisfy you. You, everything else that you're chasing and you want, that's keeping you from just going, okay, Lord, have your way with me. You're going to be even more miserable. And it's almost like, it's almost like a double misery because you work to get it. And even then that thing failed you. And it's like, what the heck? Like, come on now. But it's just, I mean, it's the nature of the beast. We have a God-shaped hole on the inside of us that only he can fill and provide for and satisfy and sustain. Um, so he promises to satisfy us in drought and dry places and make our bones strong. Cause sometimes we just gotta, we gotta grow up and we can't, we can't fumble at the slightest bit of resistance or time passing. I think also about like matriarchs and patriarchs of faith and how long they waited for the things that God promised them. And I get upset over like, God, I've been asking you for this for a couple months, <laughs> you know? And it's like, yeah, you need some endurance. Okay. You need to learn how to hold the, the wall sit. Okay, because your bones need to be strong. You need to you need to be a strong person. You need to be mentally, emotionally, spiritually strong. And so when time is passing, you, are your muscles getting stronger? Are you building yourself up in the faith? Like, okay, so are you being encouraged? Like it talks in Romans 4 it talks about Abraham. He did not weaken in faith when he looked at the things that should have convinced him that God was not going to come through. Instead, it he grew strong in faith, right? And so embrace that embrace the light okay lord i'm gonna grow strong in faith this is not going the way that i want it to go but i'm gonna allow it to be an opportunity for my roots to go down deep in you and for me to grow up in you that's what i'm gonna this this me not getting my way my roots are gonna grow down deep and i'm gonna affirm that you are faithful i'm gonna affirm that you are good that you are my satisfaction that you are my joy that you are the truth like i'm gonna affirm all of those things um and then grow strong in that truth the other verse that i super super love is ephesians 3 it's like ephesians 3 16 through 20. I'm not going to read all of that. Um, but the last part of the verse talks about not to him who is able, or actually I'll read it in the Amplified so we get it right. Not to him who by and in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. I went through this season um, when I was like just fresh out of college and was just trying to like find my way. <laughs> like, what's the job for me? Because I didn't think this far ahead, Lord. Um, where like if a door closed, I would say to myself, you know, I have such small plans for me. And that was for me an affirmation of like, I thought that thing was good. But clearly it was not good for me because the door is closed. And so, God, I'm not going to be discouraged by that. I'm going to trust that that was just too small of a plan for my life. You know, like that was too small. You you want me to think bigger because you do super abundantly above all that I could ask, think, hope for, pray for, dream or imagine. And you just I mean, because it's, it's going to happen in life. You are going to want something and it's not going to go the way that you planned. You may not get that exact thing. And you just got to stay open because God is good. And at some point, we're going to talk about the nature of God because that's, you know, knowing who God is is definitely paramount to being able to trust him. Um, integral, really vital. Um, but just knowing that like, okay, God, you have good for me. And you got to know that. You got to know that in your nowhere. And the only way that you're going to know that is if you get in the word and feed your spirit truth and constantly put the truth before your eyes, say it, say it out of your mouth, hear it, look at it, talk about it, meditate on it. That's how you do that. So, um, you know, you, you can do this. <laughs> I think, you. I think you'll, you'll find yourself in life going through cycles of seasons of wanting your own way. It's really interesting as I, um, 
as I have moved in circles with students and with parents and, you know, kids and parents and all the jobs that I've had, um, it's really always been interesting to me when we find a parent who's just incessant about doing things their way for their kid. Like they, they can't let their kid suffer a consequence for an action or a choice. And I'm always just kind of like, how are you in life? Like, what if, what if, when the, what if the Lord was like, Hey, they don't need to be in this class. They didn't sign up in time. They don't need to be in the class. You don't need to intervene and get them in the class, despite the fact that they, they didn't do it, do what they needed to do to get in it. Like you're circumventing a, a lesson and some growth that the Lord probably wants to have happen. And like I said, at the beginning of this, this, this whole confronting what keeps us from trusting God is about maturing. It's about growing up. It's about passing the test really. And so as you walk through this week, you know, think about, especially, you know, this is just one aspect of it. Like I said, we're going to be talking about, you know, the difficulties and the challenges, the barriers that we, we find in trusting God. And so, um, just be mindful, be thinking about it as you spend your money, as you give or don't give, you know, as you get up when the Lord wakes you up or don't get up when the Lord wakes you up to have that time with him, like, man, what, what, what's keeping me from trusting that you're going to make this up to me, that you're, you're better than sleep or you know, buying another pair of jeans because you told me to sew this money in this place. Like, just think about what, what God is calling you to and the ways and whys between, but behind shying away from that. Um, because ultimately God loves you and he's good. And he's got good plans for you. And he wants you to grow up and be a fully matured, lacking nothing believer, um, looking like Christ. So, I mean, that sounds pretty awesome to me. And I'd like to be perfect already, but clearly this human life is getting in the way. Anyway, so as always, guys, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, wherever you listen, you should have the ability to to subscribe from iTunes to Stitcher, Google Play, all the other platforms, Spotify, you can subscribe, you just hit follow. Um, Definitely subscribe. If it's been good, if you've gotten anything, please share the podcast, share a nugget, you know, even um, if it's just like a little quote or a little thought piece, like share it, tell someone about it. Word of mouth is great shareable social media posts are also great. Tag the walking well podcast. Um, what else, what else, what else rate and review? I think iTunes right now has the primary kind of like corner market on reviews, um, but definitely rate and review the podcast. I love the the stars, but also tell, tell people what you like about it, you know, share that also is really helpful and really good. Um, we are going to be wrapping up season three in December. And so uh, we'll probably be back in April, like a little three-ish, three-month-ish break. Um, but definitely follow the Instagram page, Walking Well Podcast, um, or at Walking Well Podcast, because we'll still be interacting, still be posting things, asking questions. What do you want to hear? What would you love to learn about? Are there any podcasts or not podcasts or interview, interview guests that you'd be interested in hearing? All of that good stuff. If you have prayer requests or just like want to like just shoot a little note over appreciation post or anything, you can always email walkingwellpodcast at gmail.com. Um, I look at that regularly. So um, I appreciate and welcome all of your interaction, all of it. So I love you guys. Walk into this week fully trusting the Lord. He's holding your hand, hold his hand back. Um, God's got your back. Heaven has your back. Like we're all rooting for you. So be great. Love you guys. Bye.